If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm not going to get into what the consequences would be. Any use of nuclear weapons will be met with catastrophic consequences for Russia, that the United States and our allies will respond decisively, and we have been clear and specific about what that will entail. So the National Security Advisor and the Secretary of State out on a bunch of different shows yesterday making it clear to, I guess, we Americans that, hey, we're letting Putin know behind the scenes everything that's on the table. We're telling him specifically. That. Yeah, I thought that was a clever edit, too. That was the Blinkovin monster. That was Anthony Blinken, then, uh, what's his name, Sullivan, like finishing each other's sentences, delivering exactly the same message. Yeah, it started with the first show I watched, Meet the Press, Chuck Todd asking uh, one of them. I get them mixed up. Um, well, and they're more or less interchangeable, so that's fine. Shouldn't we do away with the strategic ambiguity around this? On Putin threatens nuclear war, and 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 we say there'll be a price to pay. They were talking about last Sunday night's sixty minutes interview, in which Joe Biden said, "Don't, don't, don't." I can just say it will be, <laughs> it will be a big deal, and uh, and so the answer to that was, we're not going with ambiguity behind the scenes. We're talking to them directly and telling them exactly what we would do. If they use nukes. So that's interesting. And as I said earlier, I'm kind of surprised the world isn't reacting more like this is the 80s when Reagan and Gorbachev were threatening each other or the 60s when it was Khrushchev and Kennedy, because I feel like we're closer to nuclear war now than we were in the 80s. Right. Well, the Soviet Union was never really desperate. I think Putin's on the verge of being desperate. He's made so many awful, unthinkable miscalculations. He's put himself in a position where he could be, well, it's a, it's an existential threat. It being 
you know, the, the, all of the events that we've been talking about that are developing and, and leading toward worse and worse outcomes for Russia. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, what happened on that story over the weekend. And apparently we're letting Putin know, yeah, this would be a big deal. All right. He's either sane or he's not. Um, financial yeah, stuff. I, maybe, maybe part of the lack of real reaction and discussion of this that you're talking about, you know, in real life. I don't get the idea people are talking about it at the grocery store. Right. Um, I think maybe just people can't conceive of it. They think there's no way he'll do it. You know, nobody's done it for 70 years. No way it's going to happen. Forget it. Um, yeah, well, I do believe that that some of it is the people who lived through World War II that were dealing with policy with Kennedy and Khrushchev or even, you know, uh, during the 80s. They lived through major first world countries going to war with each other. Mm-hmm. And our generation just doesn't seem to think that could actually happen like, you know, at the, the, the highest level. It's just, nah, that couldn't happen. Right. Good proxy war now and again, perhaps, of Vietnam, Iraq. Anyway. Well, that wasn't a proxy war. That was a war war. So the Bank of England has announced that they're going to jump interest rates a big chunk today. Will not hesitate to raise interest rates to curb inflation after the pound fell to a record low against the U.S. dollar overnight. So you've got all kinds of indications that we're heading into a global recession, hopefully not depression. Meanwhile, this, this and I'm not claiming any of this is tied together. I just thought it was all interesting. Apple announced it's going to start making the iPhone 14 in India. They announced that today as manufacturing shifts production from China to India. So Apple is pulling out of China or at least starting the process. Well, yeah, I would call it starting the process. They're uh, they're they're dating before they break up with their old girlfriend, their gigantic communist girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> the I've been kind of looking around for an iPhone 14, and I uh, check and see if there's one at the Best Buy or the Apple Store near me every day, and there ain't none. And and you can search like the 12 closest stores within 50 miles of you, and there ain't none. And if one shows up, it lasts about two minutes before it disappears. So I just think it's interesting that these. $1,100 if you buy the cheap one phones sell the second they hit the market. Because I'm assuming almost everybody who's buying one already has a 13 or 12 or 11 or something. I mean, they got a perfectly functioning phone. They just need to spend another four figures to have an even cooler phone. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it fits in with the rest of the economic stuff that's going on, inflation and everything else. Um. I'd love to hear the free economics guys uh, hold forth on that topic, because I have a number of thoughts. I mean, it could be that the smartphone is just seen as an essential part of life these days. Well, that's true, but if you've already got one, you've got that covered. You Mm, don't need the two more megapixels on your camera, do you, to function in life? You're talking to a guy who's rocking the eight and getting mocked for it, by the way, (laughs) over the weekend. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, and the, like the 13s are, well, there is some psychology to it. 13s are available everywhere at a better price. And I just thought to myself, do you want to be 13 guy or do you want to hold out for a couple of weeks and have a four? Wow, how do you for... think that makes me feel? <laughs> uh, anyway, so, and then transitioning to this, because the iPhone 14, one of the cool features of it, supposedly, is that if you're in a car crash, it can alert people you're in a car crash. 
Mm. I don't know. Finally. That I, yeah, finally. So here's this guy. <laughs> because I, I'm always getting in car crashes, and nobody knows about it. <laughs> and it flies under the radar. <laughs> right. You know, it's funny. Steve Jobs, what they used to say is he didn't give the customer what they wanted. He gave He gave something to the customer before they knew they wanted it. And he was a genius at that. Well, this is an example of that, because never in my life have I said, <laughs> if only I had a device that would alert others when I was in a car crash. <laughs> yeah, well, Steve Jobs was a genius, and these other people trying to come up with new ideas, you know, they, 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 they swing and miss sometimes. Anyway, so here's this guy who uh, fell off his motorcycle, his phone fell off his motorcycle, and told his family that he'd crashed. I went out on a motorcycle day trip in New York City. As we're cruising around at 60 miles an hour, I hit a big bump and my phone flew off its handlebar mount. A lot of people ride with their handle, their, their smartphones in a handlebar mount using the GPS oh. or looking at text or listening to music or whatever. My cardio Bluetooth helmet speakers announced your phone has been disconnected and my music stopped playing as I looked down to see no phone on my handlebars. Uh, I thought to myself, goodbye one day old phone. So I just oh. bought his iPhone 14, fells oh. off his motorcycle. He and his buddies went to the nearest Apple store to buy a cheap iPhone SE while they dealt with Apple Care to try to replace the brand new phone. Um, then my friend walks in and tells me my entire family thinks I was in a horrible accident. I thought he was joking, but turns out it was true. My lovely and supportive girlfriend had dropped everything and was driving from four hours away to come find me. She, my brother, and my mom were calling all over New York City hospitals looking for my body. Oh, my. Thanks to the new crash detection feature on the iPhone 14, my phone apparently texted everyone listed as family in my contacts, telling them I was in a vehicle accident. The phone even called the police, all because it sensed itself tumbling off my antibars and thought I'd crashed my motorcycle. Well, great. So if I drop my phone on the bathroom floor, all my friends and family are going to get the message. Joe has had a fatal heart attack. Well, or, or he dropped his phone, or he's dead. Joe's dead. Who gets his golf clubs? Wait, I, I, I dropped my phone in the bathroom. I'm not dead. Give me wow. my golf clubs back. <laughs> you think people are just going to swarm the house? <laughs> well, he's dead. <laughs> Judy immediately starts giving stuff away. Right, right. <laughs> Honey, I'm fine. I'm in the bathroom. I dropped it. Oh, this is uncomfortable. But clearly that is not a good thing. You don't want, I don't want my parents getting a text saying I was in a car crash, and then they can't get a hold of me because I don't have right. my phone. Right, because you dropped it. Because it <laughs> fell off the slide at the park while I'm playing with my kids. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you get the insurance? The mm-hmm. Apple Care or whatever it's called? Uh, I don't. No. No, I never have. I, I'm, I'm convinced, rightly or wrongly, that that's always a bad idea on everything. I just, I never get any of that stuff. Yeah, it's a little different than the extended warranty, I think, on most things, but because it's delicate, fairly. Although it's funny, yesterday I was, uh, I can't remember what I was doing, but there's a towel folded up but in the bathroom, and I just kind of tossed my phone over on it. And I thought, wow, you've got like the most sophisticated that's why, computer. That's why I got that text saying, Joe's dead. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do the show solo tomorrow, Joe's dead. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. We were all surprised to see you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good morning. Uh, dur, da, de. Okay. So anyway, uh, I, it, we kind of ran out of time at the end of the last hour to talk about the whole bring your whole self to work movement. Mm. Um, and there's more on it that's pretty damned amusing that we could squeeze in this hour. Okay, and I got that drug that's worse than fentanyl that's out oh, there. Oh, good. Good, because not enough people were dying from fentanyl overdoses. Right. Holy cow. Yeah, so plenty to talk about. Hope you stay here. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Things are not great here, but in Russia, have you seen this? Like 12 people, and these are prominent people, have fallen out of a window. guy doesn't care who knows. And, and, the, and then last week, uh, another prominent former ally of Putin uh, died falling down the stairs. Falling down. It's funny, his goons were dragging him up the stairs so they could, so, so they could push him down the stairs. And one of them said, why are we overcomplicating this? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Why are we driving him up the stairs and throw him out the window? Let's just throw him down the stairs. Um, uh, so there's a worse, dr- worse drug on the street than fentanyl. It's hard to even picture or imagine, but let me read you this story. It's a flesh-eating drug. Wow. Going Wait by xylazine, but it's called Trank on the street. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. This sedative is now found in 91% of Philly's heroin fentanyl supplies, it says. So it's exploding quickly. In Michigan, deaths from this drug, which is often used on horses as a muscle relaxant and anesthetic. So you're taking a drug to party a little bit on the weekend and enjoy dancing at the rave, and it's designed to relax horses. (laughs) So, but the use of it increased 90% in Michigan between 2019 and 2020. Uh, xylazine causes wounds and sores on the user's body, resulting in significant increase of soft tissue infections, bone disease, and amputations in places such as Philadelphia. What the hell? That's if it doesn't kill you. Right. The drug also slows down blood flow and knocks out the user, which blunts the body's ability to heal itself. Okay. So its effects can't be halted with Naxlazone or not, not, how do you say that word? Oh, yeah. The drug you take if you get an overdose. Yeah, ask for it by name. Um, this is more like tissue death. This is black necrotic tissue destruction. And the necrotic tissue doesn't necessarily develop at the site where the drug was injected. It's something I've never seen before anywhere else, this UCLA re- researcher was talking about. People all, people all over the place are sticking needles anywhere they possibly can. Passed out. Philly's going under from Trank. Wow. It's a way more intense sickness than fentanyl, said one user. You feel like you're literally going to die. It's because you are. Well, anyway, now, so it's talking this, about injecting. Are, are people taking this intentionally? They want it? Uh, this person was, this, uh, this person they quoted, started using the drug, mainlined it into a vein in her neck until it caused a dark sore. Now, now she stu- shoots it straight into her muscle. <sighs> You know, I'm sorry. I, the herd, she's just not going to be in the herd very right. long. You know, I, I don't want to sound too lacking in compassion, but you're injecting horse tranquilizers straight into your neck. What am I supposed to do for you? Wow. Wow. But so watch out for that if you hear anybody talking about Trank, wanting to take Trank. Yeesh. So, it's... Is this like you're addicted to things and so you're just looking for something stronger and stronger? Or is this the deaths of desperation that people just got to check out so badly from the modern world? I don't know. Or are they looking for cheap or cheaper alternatives? Uh, they can't get their... Gosh, I don't even know. I've lost track. They can't get their uh, oxycodone anymore or oxycontin or whatever. So they went with heroin, but there's too much... 
uh, fentanyl and the heroin, so now they're taking trank and their flesh is rotting off of them, so they're jabbing it straight into their brains. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it's horrible. It's sad, but... Yeah. Man, these are grim times. Shooting horse tranquilizer straight into your neck vein. <laughs> Thank you for that, Michael. <laughs> I uh, I don't think I have a steady enough hand to do that. I, I, of course, you know, practice makes perfect. But I'm thinking at the moment that I'm about to jab myself in the neck with a needle, I'm going to flinch. <laughs> Call me a baby or a wussy. <laughs> Jeez, Louise, I'm going to pass out just thinking about it. That's rough, man. That is rough. Holy if I crap. fall to the ground and my phone falls, tell my family I haven't died. Um, <laughs> unless I have. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, that freaked me out. Oh, yeah, on that topic, did you see some famous surfer, I don't know the name, uh, one of your world-famous surfers, died over the weekend, got in a bar fight, very brief bar fight. Guy punched him once in the face, and he fell over backwards and hit his head and died, like happens now and then, one of those stories. So the guy that punched him was at home, probably thinking, you know, I got in a bar fight, and maybe he's the kind of guy that gets in fights all the time, and... Or doesn't, or whatever, but he was home, and they came and arrested him for, you know, whatever kind of murder-slash-manslaughter-slash-second-degree-this-or-that. Him thinking, what? What happened? Because he thought he just punched the guy and went home. Yeah. Yeah. Oosh. That's rough. Makes you want to wow. shoot horse tranquilizer straight into your head. <laughs> just to relax. Just to take the edge off. Yeah, yeah. So more on the bring-your-whole-self-to-work movement, which is the worst thing I've ever heard. Oh, let's see. What else did I want to talk about? Whether it's the of stress of everyday living or you're facing the Kentucky Derby on Sunday, <laughs> Trank is the answer. <laughs> Try Trank today. Would that, ask it your do- Would that it were. I have horse face John Kerry. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> ask your doctor if Trank is right for you. Yeah, it's not. It's not right for you. Well, it depends on your lifestyle, I guess. If you're, you're the sort with fentanyl. If you're the sort of person that can stick a, a needle into your neck, maybe Trank is right for you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Tired of overdosing from fentanyl over and over again? Ho hum. Not another fentanyl overdose. Try Trank. Oh. Tired you're... of injecting in parts of the body that don't make you scream in agony? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Humans. What are you going to do with them? <laughs> Got to be the most lighthearted trank segment anybody did in America today. Well, it's it's too much. Oh, I yeah. can't take it. Ah, it's so gross. Yeah, the thinking about it, you're right. It's rough to think about that. The neck. What? All right. May rot your bones. Now that's a disclaimer. <laughs> if you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. My bones. They're rotten. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. On the streets of Tehran, security forces brutally cracking down, pushing back hundreds of protesters. Clashes breaking out, at least 41 people killed so far. It's the largest anti-government demonstrations the country has seen in years. In a wave of defiance, women who under strict Islamic law in Iran must cover their hair are now burning their hijab or headscarves and cutting their hair. And mentioned protesters were in the hometown of the Ayatollah over the weekend, taking down his statue and chanting, death to the dictator. Not death to America, death to the dictator. Yeah, what's really interesting about the protests is that it is uh, upper-class wealthy people, it is working-class people, it is the various sects and ethnicities, men and women, young and old. Now, the Ayatollah and his boys, they're willing to slaughter the hell out of their own people, and and this could turn horrific. Um, Doesn't always work, though. Um, And the government, the regime, shouldn't call it the government, uh, the regime in Iran shut down the Internet over the weekend. To the rescue comes Elon Musk, who is putting the Starlink thing in place like he did in Ukraine, and the Internet is going to be up and running here soon. Although so I read that it requires on-the-ground terminals that are going to be very difficult to install. Which apparently, according to Ian Bremmer, our U.S. military is going to help with that end of it. So, Oh, really? Yeah. I hope. Yeah, we'll see. Interesting. Speaking hey, we're, I thought we were going to set up 71. Well, I guess that we covered that anyway, so moving along. Um, speaking of Ian Bremmer, because this is the question of the Earth to me right now, is Vladimir Putin serious about a nuclear attack? Ian Bremmer tweeted out, Putin has threatened a nuclear attack if Ukraine attempts to retake all of their territory. I wasn't on this Earth yet during World War II, but we haven't seen this type of evil since. That's the argument I've been making today. I feel like people aren't grasping 
how big a deal this is. This is like as, as big a deal as you can get. Certainly, if he goes through with it, it's maybe the biggest deal in world history. But we're we're right up there with one of the some of the great nuclear crises of of uh, since the bomb has been developed. I just right think now, the vast right vast majority of people are unaware of that, unaware that it's happening, or unaware that it's how big a deal it is. Unaware that it's happening at all. That yeah. Putin is annexing this territories, uh, these territories, wow. and saying that you know that's Russia now. And if you attack Russia, I'll nuke you, or hinting at it. And uh, nobody knows. Nobody's paying attention. Wow, that's a heck of a thing to uh, to let slide by. Imagine if uh, Putin actually does it. You got to bring your neighbor up to speed on. Yeah, see, Russia is a country with the most nukes in the world. And they invaded another country out of nowhere. I mean, you have to bring them fully up to speed on why. Uh, you mentioned earlier about how the, the economic fallout from it. Even if there's no nuke fallout from it for us in the United States, what's it do to the world economy for who knows how long? I mean, everybody can't even every, Don't want to imagine. Every human on the planet would feel it in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is frightening. Uh, anyway... Ian Bremmer goes on to say, because he's a he's got a PhD in this stuff and thinks about it a lot. I think it's very unlikely Putin would launch a nuke. The U.S. NATO would attack Russian military in Ukraine, and Russia's relations, even with countries like China, India, and Turkey, would be fatally damaged. Putin knows this, but it's possible, especially given Russian military collapse. Yeah, he's running out of options. Is he going to retreat? Is he going to admit to the world he lost? You know, he doesn't strike me as the suicidal type. Um, he's a kleptocrat. You'd think he wants to hang on to power for himself, uh, for his own wealth, that of his children and his cronies. And if if he went, yeah, I'm going to take you all out with me in a way that I don't think he will. Uh, just all that goes away. Unless he thinks... And he's not the great czar who brought back Russian greatness. He's just a punk and a loser and a disaster unless he thinks we're all bluffing the rest of the world is bluffing and that if he used to nuke we'd back down do you think he thinks that well the biden administration made the rounds as as you know over the weekend on all the talk shows uh blinken and uh, sullivan uh all with a very unified message saying we've communicated directly with the russians and told them exactly what the repercussions would be if they detonated a nuclear device or used a tactical nuke on the battlefield or whatever they know exactly what will happen um i i give them credit for that yeah i'll bet they've said to him you you'd, you'd have to go at that point you use a nuclear weapon and you're going to go one way or another if NATO has to come to Moscow and take you out, you're leaving. No, see now you don't now, think? now now you're you're getting crazy again on me. That everybody settle down. Give him give him a shot of the trank. All right, come <laughs> come him down like an agitated horse. <laughs> well, you we're can't. Not, you can't. You we're can't. Not march into Moscow. Why wouldn't you? If the, if if a country <laughs> using a nuclear weapon isn't enough reason to march into their capital and take the guy out, what is? You decimate their military, you swipe them out of Ukraine, you isolate them completely. Over weeks or months? You can't wait on a guy who's willing to use a nuke? Russia, China, India turn against them? It's it's over. It's done. You've accomplished the same thing as you would. Well, you've started World War III. In my uh, opinion. Wow, look at you. Look at the liberal media. Rachel Maddow. (laughs) 
we would start World War III if he uses a nuke? I think he started World War III. Well, my much more measured and canny response would accomplish the same thing. Assuming he doesn't use another nuke. Right. Just at the point where this conversation could end in a way that doesn't make people sick to their stomachs, I'd need to point out that if Putin goes, you're going to have an enormous power vacuum. Then what? Right. Yeah, that's left out of that's left out of this conversation all the time. If somebody took him out today, the idea that somebody better would take charge. What are you basing that on? Well, we'd quickly organize a vote and install a Jeffersonian democracy like we did in Iraq. No, it could could easily be taken out by some general who thinks the problem is. You know what the problem is? We've been too soft. Oh. Ugh. I don't know, but Ian is absolutely right. This is the this is the biggest deal since World War II. You know, everybody from uh, Robert Oppenheimer to Bob Dylan has written about how the development of the nuclear bomb was uh, man inventing his doom. Yep. It's it's taken longer than anybody thought at the time. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, but this is not my fanciful. I've been, you know, coming up with World War Three nuclear holocaust scenarios for decades now. But this one is, uh, this one's uh, way closer. You wouldn't think that that's the problem with the whole nuclear weapon thing. One guy out of eight billion has the ability to do that. Right. That's never happened. That wasn't true in history. No, nobody should have that power. Nope. It should be impossible. Should be, but it ain't. Nope. So deal with it. Yeah. Wake up. Wake up. up. You're a child. Yeah, I, know. I might need Boy, to take a, a little. I'm going to take a little trank after the show. Calm just, down. Right. Just not like a big hit. Just a little, a little know, bit, a little taste, a little, little, you know. Get off my hooves. Lay down. Take a little trank. <laughs> a little something, something. You know what? Tie on the feed bag. Exactly. Have a bag of oats. Just think about things for a while. (laughs) (sighs) All right. No more doom talk. All right. You got to stop with that. I'm done. All right. (laughs) The bring your whole self to work movement is the worst thing I've ever heard of. We'll talk a little bit more about that. And then we'll finish strong. That's what we do. Coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything 
can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm such a hypocrite. One more doom-related thought, and then we'll move on to funnier fare. I was just reading about how China's making statements that Russia has got to come to the bargaining table over Ukraine. It's time to quit shooting and start talking. China understands 100% what we're talking about, the power vacuum that will result if Putin continues to screw up, miscalculate, and, 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 and destroy his own military. And China's thinking, hey, we're ascendant. Things are kind of going our way. We're, uh, you know, we're, we're eyeballing Taiwan. or got our little islands in the South China Sea, et cetera. America's kind of on the hook for us uh, uh, economically. Don't screw it up, Putin. Mm. So they have enormous self-interest in this all calming down. So it'll be interesting to see them bring their influence to bear. Anyway. Having said that, somehow some guy got control of the intercom on an American Airlines flight, and it's one of the funniest things I think I've ever heard. Time the flight crew makes an indignant, indignant statement. Nobody's enjoying this. This is a very odd anomaly. Nobody's enjoying it. Uh, and then the minute they stop, <laughs> we're trying to mitigate the situation. You're trying to mitigate a guy moaning into the speakers. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm reading this uh, article about it. It doesn't make it clear. 
I don't think how long that went on. <laughs> God, he could have taken that so dark, obviously, but that wasn't his thing. Oh, interesting. Wait a second. Where was that flight from? Now to? would be a good time to text your loved ones. Is uh... <laughs> No, 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 no. Too dark. Uh, interestingly, earlier in the week, another social media user described similar events on yet another American Airlines flight from John Wayne Airport in Santa Ana. Jack, I know you know it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Dallas-Fort Worth International. He tweeted, currently on flight number, someone keeps hacking into the PA and making moaning and screaming sounds. The flight attendants are standing by their phones because it isn't them, and the captain just came on and told us they don't think the flight systems are compromised, so we will finish the flight to DFW. Wow, what an odd decision artistically. I've taken over the PA system. I can say or do anything. Mm-hmm. I can sing. I can go dark, as you suggested. I could make animal noises. I could, like, tell knock-knock jokes. Nope. I'm just going to make sounds that are somewhere between, as the passenger described it, an orgasm and puking. <laughs> do they have any idea if it was somebody? I was assuming it was somebody on the plane. It's almost got to be, doesn't it? Not somebody on the ground. But if it was somebody on the plane, you could narrow it down quite a bit it's almost certainly a dude there and so you know yeah i would i would think it would just be so obvious who was doing it because mm-hmm. i mean if a guy's like hunched over and you can see his shoulders moving in time with a right Rawr! the guy next to him would say hey it's a, it's a, it's his hey it's, it's a... this guy right here <laughs> You know, so I'm again to the question of how long it went on. That's not clear, but the stewardess with her, nobody is enjoying this. You know, I'm laughing so hard, I'm crying. So I'm enjoying it some, but how long would it be funny? Right. Hey, yeah. So uh, if you could knock it off, I'm trying to watch uh, Game of Dragons or Trilogy of the <laughs> Thrones or whatever. Yeah, the Ring of something or other. You're uh, you're interrupting me. So yeah. Well, I would just go with noise canceling headphones and, and crank some music, but. Uh... The rest of you can put up with <laughs> for as long as it lasts, I guess. Oh, I do enjoy a good, innocent prank. You know? Yeah, I hope the guy doesn't get hit with some sort of... Because I'm sure if they wanted to, he's violated some sort of federal terrorist thing that could put you in prison for a long time. Oh, and there's the whole make an example of him thing. Right. That, uh, they, might, they might hammer him. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so don't do that, kids, if you're listening. Uncle Jack and Uncle Joe say, don't you dare. We didn't find it amusing at all. Yeah. So what do we have time to uh, squeeze in here? I'm really hungry for some reason today, and I slept pretty well last night, so it's not that, but I was just reading up on uh, science has really nailed down how poor sleep wrecks your eating habits. Oh, funny you had mentioned sleep. Yeah, I was taking in a guy, a, a doctor over the weekend. He was actually on Joe Rogan's podcast talking about the danger and damage that not getting enough sleep does. So, yeah, eating's one of them. Yeah, I'd like to hear more about that just as an incentive to make sure oh. I do get enough sleep. But um, it's different for men and women, too. Studies have found that for women, just a few nights of reduced sleep uh, reduces levels of the hormone that signals uh, being full. So when you're full, your body just doesn't tell you so. Because that hormone's reduced. In men, it's kind of the opposite. Uh, the sleep loss leads to a spike in ghrelin, a hormone that stimulates hunger. Either way, you end up eating more. 
Uh, at the same time, people who are sleep-deprived experience changes in their brain activity. Uh, when a person misses out on sleep, the region of the brain involved in pleasure-seeking and reward responds more strongly to junk foods. Oh, like wow. candy, donuts, and pizza, creating more powerful urges to indulge in fattening foods. I would say I average... I might average six, but I'm not sure I get to six for my average sleep. And it's just not enough, and it's so bad for you. And the thing I was listening to from this doctor, and he had a long list of things like the eating you just mentioned stuff, but his thing was uh, low testosterone. What it does to your testosterone, especially when you're older, easily makes you, puts you in the position of someone 10 years older than you currently are if you're not getting enough sleep on a regular basis. And that has an effect with everything, you know, you hear the testosterone ads, but everything from ED to just paying attention and staying awake. So while it overstimulates the give me some junk food part of your brain, it understimulates the let's do the sensible thing part of your brain. Oh, I don't Insidious. need that. I don't need that. Check your clock. It's time to stop. Jack and Joe, they've got to go. And if they don't get canned, they'll be back tomorrow. Always a big if. Here is your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Oof. Uh, yeah, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is, our technical director, pressing the buttons expertly, Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? Yeah, I'm sure that person violated a lot of uh, federal laws taking over the intercom, but rest assured, whoever you are, you made a lot of people laugh, including me. There you go. You brought joy to a troubled world. That's right. Well said. Young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer. Alex, final thought? You know, I love watching football on Sundays, and I love it when my wife joins me, but she doesn't really care for football, but I have found the way to bribe her to watch with me. There's like four or five national chains that advertise that they're the official pizza of the NFL, so we're going to try all of them. Mm, cool. Hey, whatever it takes to get pizza into the house, I'm in favor of it. Jack, a final thought for us. There was a demonstration protest. I don't know what you ever call it. Uh, a bunch of people on the Golden Gate Bridge over the weekend in solidarity with the protesters in Iran. I'd like to see a lot more of that in the United States. I mean, people get out on the streets for all kinds of domestic issues that are, really? Um, how about we get out on the street to let the people of Iran know, we're, hey, we're paying attention, we're watching, we're with you at least symbolically? Couldn't hurt! Yeah, I'd, I'd love to think they're getting those news reports, yeah. Uh, my final thought was, and we covered this a little bit, but it looks like the cartoonishly enormous breasted seemingly transsexual teacher in canada is actually an anti-woke guy who is beclowning the clownish uh, queer theory people who are running canada's schools he's taking it to the logical extreme to see what they will do we're working to confirm that if it's true the guy is brave good for him yeah, no doubt about it so we're going to keep our eye on these giant international stories and everything else. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Find your way to armstrongandgetty.com. Many fine clicks await you there, including the hot links. We've got a lot of great Armstrong and Getty swag. Order your loved one and the ANG t-shirt uh, before it's you know too close to Christmas time. Uh, let's see what else. Email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. And if you ever miss a chunk of the show, you can grab a podcast, Armstrong and Getty on demand. Start at armstrongandgetty.com. Yeah, so, man, there's some major stories to keep our eye on. Be following the tweets and everything all day long. See you tomorrow. God bless America. I'm strong and Getty. They're loco. They're locking up my toothpaste. That's 100 on the crazy meter. What do we want to be? Losers or winners? Ah! Ah! 
You're a loser. That's right. Let's go out with a bang. If you're the sort of person that can stick a needle into your neck, maybe Trank is right for you. Tired of overdosing from fentanyl over and over again? Ho hum. Not another fentanyl overdose. Try Trank. Oh. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.